Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I am Pastor Ruth Gardner, and we thank you for joining us on tonight. We are starting the continuation of our series um, in the beginning, the study of Genesis. Um, <clears throat> we will be opening up in prayer, and then we will go forth in our lesson on tonight. Prophetess Patrice is um, out for a couple of weeks. And so I will be standing in, me and Pastor John will be standing in and continue with the lesson. So at this time, we're going to have Elder Joyous uh, lead us in prayer, and then we're going to start. Amen. Uh, we thank you for this class. Father, we ask that you would be with us on tonight. Father, I pray that you will open our hearts and open our minds as we receive on you on tonight, from you on tonight. I ask that you will give the speaker clarity of thought, clarity of speech. Father, as we learn of you, Father, download fresh revelation in us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So we are going to start off. We left off on chapter 12, and we're going to start at chapter 13. And I'm going to follow the same pattern. I'm going to listen to the audio. And then we're going to go ahead and just uh, uh, discuss what uh, is going on at this time with Abram. orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and went up from Egypt to the Negev, with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together, and quarreling arose between Abram's herders and the herders of Lot. The Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. 
If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt toward Zohar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar when Amraphel was king of Shinar. Ariok, king of Elasar, Kidoleomar, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim. These kings went to war against Berah, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeberd, king of Zeboyim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these latter kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is, the Dead Sea Valley. For 12 years, they had been subject to Kidolea. <coughs> but in the 13th year, they rebelled. In the 14th year, Kidoleoma and the kings allied with him went out and defeated the Raphaites in Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shaveh, Kiriathaim, and the Horites in the hill country of Seor, as far as El Paran, near the desert. Then they turned back and went to Enmishpah, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites who were living in Hazizan Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboyim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidim against Kidoleomar, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariak, king of Elassar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits, and when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled to the hills. The four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew, Lot, and his possessions, since he was living in Sodom. A man who had escaped came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol and Anna, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus, 
He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions, together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kidoleona, and the kings arrived with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God most high who delivered your enemy into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, With raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord, God most high creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me. To Aner, Eschol, and Mamre, the word of the Lord came to Amen. 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 So we see where <clears throat> in chapter 13, we see the prosperity of Abraham and Lot. And we see where um, they began to become wealthy. They had cattle and they started, you know, obtaining uh, substance. And it got to the point where, um, you know, town ain't big enough for the two of them, so to speak. So um, they decided there was a strife amongst the herdsmen, not amongst the the not not amongst Abraham and his nephew, but amongst the herdsmen of their of their uh, group. <clears throat> so Abraham and Lot decided. You know, Abraham went to um, Lot and told him, um, "Listen, this is, you know, this is a big land. Let us depart. We got too much cattle, too much, too much going on, and we in this little area. So you know." And he gave him the option. He told him, you take the right and I'll take the left. Or if you take the, take the uh, left, I'll take the right. You know, he, he, Abraham, I'm saying, was willing to allow Lot to take, have the first pick of where area he wanted to go through, go to, knowing that God had promised him the land. So Abram wasn't, you know, too worried about it because he believed that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. And we know that Lot took the land that was facing um, over towards Sodom. And um, in verse number 13, 10, he says, and Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So before the Lord destroyed it, it was a nice fertile area. It was like the garden of the Lord. The garden of the Lord. What do you think they're talking about in this part? The garden of the Lord. Garden of Eden? Maybe. Yes, the garden of Eden. Like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zoar. 
Then Lot chose himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. Now, some, some uh, Bibles say that he pitched his tent outside of Sodom, which is very pivotal to note that when he first moved and walked away, when he first relocated, so to speak, he pitched, he was outside of Sodom. Okay, but when you read when the when the uh, war came, well, let's 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 let me. I don't want to jump ahead. So anyway, so he pitched outside of Sodom, and you know, and Abraham dwelled in Canaan, and he was good. And the Lord came to him again and promised him again to Abraham. He said, you know, lift up your eyes, and now you and look for the place where you, where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward for all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. And also something else. Um, I remember when I ministered before, he never told him that till after Lot left. He told me he was going to get him a land. He promised him the land and going to make him a father of many nations. But once Lot left, then he told him about the land he was giving it to him. And I may be wrong, but I thought I, I, I'm almost sure that it was mentioned before that he was going to, because it says in 12, he said, I'm going to make you a great nation and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them to bless you and curse them to curse you. But he never really said anything about the land. Nope, he says it to the land. Okay, I will get the land. Nope, that's not it. So I'm wrong. So he did speak about it in verse number seven in chapter 12. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. Yeah, so he reminded him again. Um, I wanted to say this because sometimes, you know, when God wants to bless you, he wants to bless you. Um, he didn't tell Abraham to, to pretty much grab, take a lot with him. And um, I believe this is just Ruth, my, my thoughts on this. And y'all can share or tell me what you think. I think that the strife, the the over prospering of the both of the parties that be was intentional because God needed to separate Abraham from Lot because God kept promising Abraham that he was going to bless him and make him father of many nations. He never mentioned anything about Lot. And mm -hmm. when even when Abraham was even when God told Abraham in, in verse uh, chapter 12, when he said, um, get you out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land I will show you. And so he left, he was telling Abram to take his wife and leave and who you know his family, that he was going to bless his family and his seed. And he was telling him to leave and go into this land that he knew nothing of, but he took lot with him. And I don't, I believe that it was not intended for lot to be a part of that blessing that's why um, the strife came. I think that's why God had to cause a separation between the two because the promise was made to Ab Abraham and not to Lot. Anyone want to share or disagree? Or I don't have any sort of disagreement. Um, 
you know, God obviously had no problem with Lot because he did get him out of, you know, uh, Sodom before he destroyed it, destroyed it. Yeah. But the blessing, the promise was for mm -hmm. Abraham. And I mean, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it was a bad thing at all. It's just that, you know, I think the reason the separation came was a result of God wanting to bless Abraham. Mm -hmm. And not I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, like you said, the promise was to Abraham. He didn't say anything about Lot. So um, I think all of that transpired. The, the, the tension with the herdsmen. Yeah, I, I agree. It had to happen because once again, Abraham had an assignment and, and not for nothing, Lot did too, but it wasn't meant for him to be there. But because I believe that because he was family with Abraham, the blessing ran over on him as well. So God mm -hmm. blessed him anyway, because of his connection. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we're blessed by, we're blessed by being connected to the right people and Abraham, you know, and Lot, you know, they were connected. So the blessing, of course, ran over to Lot, but originally I don't think that was the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Amen. That's right. I don't think it was in the plan of God for Abraham for Lot to be there. Not that, you know, he was going to do anything bad to Lot. It's just that he gave the instructions to Abraham. And sometimes God will give us instructions and tell us to separate and he'll tell us to do things and we'll kind of bring people along or or do things and, you know, mm, God, like, well, I didn't tell you to do that. I said, do this, but because they, you know, you know, your heart's in the right place. I'm gonna bless them, but I really want to bless you. So I need you to separate from that so I can bless you and lead and, and send you to the place, lead you, guide you to the place where I need you to be. So. And, and smile. It's not, it's not really uncommon either for God to do that, to cause a level of dissension to separate people when he's calling one person to something. Right. You know, he does that today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's done that to me a couple of times. Um, and it's not like it was a bad thing. It, it, it was just not what God wanted. You know? Um, we don't know the mind of God, you know, you know, you know, we, we, we were on this journey. We walk by faith and um, sometimes our connections, people are in our lives for a season. Sometimes we try to hold on to people who are in our life for a season. And that also will cause that little, you know, friction or dissension and, and, and cause a, a mutual separation because you're you're overextending your stay you're not supposed to be connected with this person or or around this person for for this long period of time so because there's another there's another level there's another uh place for you to go there's another area and ministry that i'm trying to send you but you're trying to stay here and you're going to get stuck see god knows god knows all and um, we don't. So sometimes we'll, we'll outstay our welcome or we'll stay connected to a person a little bit longer than what God had intended. And then that's where, you know, a little friction will come in and cause a separation or something will happen to cause a separation. So yes, he does that on today, which is um, something that's very, very uh, important. So we need to be very prayerful with who we uh, 
encounter who we uh, connect with. Because um, like I said before, sometimes they're not that they're, they're there for a season. It's not a long-term connection. It's just for a season. I was getting ready to say that too. Sometimes people are seasonal. They're, they're supposed to be there, but they're not supposed to be there for a lifetime. Right, exactly. So, you know, we, that's why we got to stay prayerful and, at, and ask God, okay, is this who is, what is, what is up with this? Um, you know, so that, you know, because sometimes when you, you know, because you could become very uh, connected with somebody and then when it, when the time of separation comes, it could be a little on the painful side and you can get hurt because you thinking it's a longevity, but it's seasonal. So you got to really pray and ask God to give you clarity and just stay focused and very, very watchful as to what's going on and the signs and different things because god will send you signs and send you clues of different things and you'll be like mm. and sometimes we'll ignore it we'll ignore it but god is saying mm, it's time to separate but yeah so they went their separate ways and so um <clears throat> and so he departed and um, chapter 12. Sorry about that. <coughs> they separated from each other. And like I said, um, Lot camped down by on the, on the outskirts of Sodom. And then it goes on to say that the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And right there, we have to be careful as, as Christians, we have to be careful of, once again, connections, um, where we are, our walk, you know, we have to walk in such a way that we have to protect ourselves. Um, we're, sometimes we're not as strong as we think, as we see in the case with Lot, because Lot pinched his, pitched his tent outside the city of Sodom. And then we hear of the war between the kings. And when the kings um, moved in and took over Sodom and Gomorrah, we hear that Lot was taken with them. And Lot was, at that point, Lot it says in 14:12, chapter 14, verse 12, they also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods and departed. So in verse number 13, chapter 13, it says that he, he pinched his tent outside of Sodom. But when the war came, and the kings came and overtook Sodom and Gomorrah, they took Lot because Lot was, at that point, he was dwelling in Sodom. So we have to be very, very careful of what that we're not enticed and drawn away by our own lust. Because as we can see, Lot, um, after a while, all that that he was seeing, all that was going on in Sodom, which the Bible says was wicked, was very exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. What he was seeing and what he was uh, hearing and he was enticed and he was tempted and he wind up dwelling in and going down into Sodom 
and he winds up living, moving in and staying in Sodom within the, within the city. And so um, that right there is uh, something that, that is very, very, very um, interesting that you see his descent, that he saw the land that was good, right? He saw the land that was good. And so he decided to go in that direction. Um, how that saying goes, all that's, all, all is not gold that glitters. Um, you know, the grass may be green on the other all, side. All that glitters ain't gold. Yeah, yeah, it goes, there it goes. All the glitter, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, Elder. But all that glitters ain't gold. Um, you know, it's not grass is green on the other side. You think the grass is green on the other side? Who's even said that? Maybe that's where that phrase came from. Grass is not always green on the other side. Um, because he saw the land and he saw that it was fertile. He saw that it was green plains and that it would look like the garden of the Lord. It looked good. It looked like it was very tempting, a nice area, flourishing area, you know, good for the cattle and all that, et cetera. But yet on that side, close to where he was going was the wickedness, the wickedness and the evil of men um, in this city was very exceedingly wicked. That's real bad. When it says exceedingly wicked, it says that in um, spirit, my spirit filled Bible, it, which version is this? The new King James version says that it was exceedingly wicked. Um, anybody have another version that they could look at and see what it says? I like to see different versions. You know, I like to do that. 13, 13, 13. Mm. I got the message version. The people of Sodom were evil, flagrant sinners against God. They were flagrant sinners against God. And Amplify says, but the men of Sodom were wicked and exceedingly great sinners against the Lord. They were sinners against the Lord. I mean, they were, they were anti-Christ-like. They were against God. They were anti-Christ. And they were wicked, evil people. And Lot winded falling into that that lifestyle. But you have to remember too that where they came from, it's not that hard for him to fall into that type of life, life because they came from that. Okay. Think about where they came from. They came from Ur and Ur was up by the city of Nimrod. Um, so they already had that type of practice in place. It was like kind of like in them. When God called Abram, God called Abram out of a paganistic lifestyle. But see, God had the relationship with Abram. That's why Abram was able to hear and obey God and stay committed to God because he had that one-on-one -on -one relationship. Lot didn't. Lot was just coming along for the fishes and loaves, so to speak. So when he saw what was going on in the city, to him, in his eyes, it was like, oh, this is like home for me so he kind of just slowly went right on in to the city right amen 
Amen. Okay, so, so we see where um, this has taken place. And when they came and they took, um, took over Sodom and Gomorrah, they, they found out that Lot was also taken. And then Abram finds out and he goes on and he goes after and pursue um, after the, the um, army. And he brings back Lot and all his goods and the women and the people. In verse number 14, 16. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveth, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Shedalomer and the kings who were with him. So when he won the battle, the king of Sodom went to go out to greet him. And we see where um, he meets his encounter with Machilzadek. And it says that Machilzadek was the priest of God most high. This is the first time that the word God of most high is mentioned in the Bible. And it is um, El Elyon, Elyon, E-L-Y-O-N. Um, also uh, means Elyon or Elohim, God most high. So Machilzadek was like kind of like a representation of God, not saying that he was God, but a lot of people look at Machilzadek as a representation or a symbolism of God, because here is the first law of first mention. Um, I don't know if I uh, gave you this definition before, but there's a term that a lot of theologians use called the law of first mention. And that means when something is mentioned in the Bible for the very first time. And here we see two things. First, God, the most high, Elion, that is the law first mentioned where they refer God to Elohim. This is the first time is, is mentioned here. And then this other first law of mention is the tithe. Here we see that Abraham presented Matilzadik with 10%. He gave him a tithe. And this is the law first mentioned. And the the crazy thing about this whole situation is like Abram um, only went, do what he had to do, get get um, his his brother's son, his nephew, and his family out. And in, the, and in the midst of it all, he wound up freeing all the people, getting back all the stuff that was taken from, from the city of Sodom. And the king wanted to, to give him a blessing. And Abram was like... Um, Let's look at verse number 1421. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Like just give me my people, but you here, you take the goods, keep the goods. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sailor strap and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. Except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went up with me, Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre, 
let them take their portion. So Abram, Abram was like, no, I'm not taking anything from you because then you're going to go ahead and say, you made me rich and then mm-hmm. you did this and you and I, 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 and this, this, this. And isn't that like the enemy? <laughs> How they try to play in it. Like, you know, they want to get the credit but something that you've done or something that God's blessed you with or something that God's done for you. They like to take credit. Like, oh, oh yeah. See, see, it, I did it. You know, um, it didn't happen. It, you know, only happened because I did this. Or it only happened because I did that. And that's what this king was going to do. And Abram saw, saw him, saw him for what is worth. And he said, I ain't taking nothing from you because you will not take the glory from God and say that something that you did. God did this. God gets the glory. And I promise the Lord that I will take nothing for this because I'm doing a service unto the Lord. I know that my blessing is coming from God, not from you. So you can take your stuff and go ahead on about your business. Just give the portion of whatever the men that went with me, bless them with what they need or whatever, you know, give them what they spent, put, you know, give them, reimburse them back what they spent and, and, and gave out. And we're good. I don't want nothing. I don't even want a sandal strap from you. That was serious to say that to a <laughs> king. Abraham had some, 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 some guts with him because for him to say that to a king, I don't want nothing from you. Not even your sandal strap. Because you ain't gonna sit up and say, you made me rich. Jesus, God, Elion made me rich. And it's also interesting that this happened right after he gave 10 to the Lord. Notice that? That this took place immediately after he blessed Melchizedek with his tithe. I'm just something I saw. So that covers the two chapters. Do I have anything else y'all want to uh, add to with this? Anything that you see that that was kind of that stuck out, that stood out with you concerning Lot and the uh, Sodom and Gomorrah issue, or? Don't everybody talk at once. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, we pretty much covered. I mean, said when we, well, I said my piece about the separation. Um, mm-hmm. We brought that up. And I, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Especially about like seasonal people in your life because it, it can be very painful. There are moments where we, we do have to, God does give us, give us a chance to make that separation do it ourselves because you know when he does it 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 stings a little more so Mm -hmm. i mean that's that was pretty much the my highlight for tonight because i i start reflecting on different things and stuff but Mm -hmm. you know that was that was pretty much it and also like you know even with lot you know you can't you get close to fire you're gonna get burnt i'm i'm also looking at the wisdom because all right, so he gave Lot uh, the 
opportunity to choose the land. So most of us, if we were the one in the position to choose the land, we would choose the better looking land. But he didn't do that, right? And then the wisdom to not take what the king was going to give them. How many people, if somebody was going to hand you riches, would turn it down? Mm -hmm. So something must be said about the wisdom that he had. Mm -hmm. He was very wise. And you know what? And he, and he saw, he, he had a good gift. That he had the spirit of discernment. Mm -hmm. Real good, because even when he gave, because see, the thing that's sticking out in my head right now is the last thing. He saw Melchizedek. Melchizedek blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of God, most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God, most high, who delivered his, who, who has delivered your enemies into your hand and he gave him a tithe of all and then the king comes out you know what i'm saying the king comes out now mm -hmm. after that and wants this tithe entice him with here take my take my um take my valuables take this take this and abraham's like oh, i ain't taking nothing from you you know, it's, you know, it's now that I'm thinking about it, I was, I think I was reading, or did somebody preach this, that Abraham, Abraham was a prophet. Yeah. An office prophet. And, and they were saying how, you know, we think prophets are, because, you know, Abraham didn't, he wasn't like um, Isaiah and Ezekiel, and mm -hmm. he didn't have like this, this you know, God's going to do this, but there was a certain office of authority that he had, which makes sense, which speaks to his <coughs> and speaks to his discernment and speaks with his relationship with God, because they were talking about his, his faith and his prayer life, mm -hmm. you know, his intercession on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. If they're, if they're 50, if they're, you know, 40, 30, and he got all the way down to like five or 10 mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah so I it just it just popped up in my head like yeah and he gave his his tithe to Melchizedek and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was mm -hmm. my little two cents I think that was in a book that you that I had from um named Collins about the different prophet the prophetic um the book that you were reading about the different prophets yeah it was in that book yeah, but I heard somebody say it too. I think it might have been Chazin, but yes, it was in that book too. Mm -hmm. So he was one of those uh, governmental prophets, so to speak. Did you just cut me off? I was talking to you. <laughs> I was saying, yeah. I was agreeing. You, you muted the mic. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that's how, and 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 which explains which Pastor John just pointed out his mm -hmm. wisdom, his wisdom. Yep. Because yep. Abraham was very wise. He was wise. Um, you know. But um sidebar, did you know that was T D Jake's voice? Did you yes, guys I know that? that. <laughs> <laughs> 
what T.D. Jakes is Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, that was good. This was a good little lesson here. Um, good things to take away from it is, first of all, number one, sometimes the blessings is for you and for you only. It's not for you to bring everybody in or even share with anybody. Just receive your, sometimes some things you just can't share with everybody because everybody ain't happy for you. So it's good to just, you know, just let God bless you. I mean, you know, who, who says you got to get on social media or get on a mountaintop or just, you know, share your blessings. Who says that, uh, you know, that's something that you have to do. You don't have to do that. You just enjoy your blessing. God blessing you. He's not blessing the world. He's blessing you. Sometimes it's good to share. Sometimes people who need to see it will see it, but you don't have to get on a mountaintop and yell out your blessings. So sometimes, you know, God wants to bless you and only you. So just go ahead and let God bless you. Um, you don't have to bring everybody along and, and all that stuff like that. And I also understand that there's people in your life for seasons. They're not there for a long haul. Some people are in there temporarily. Some people are in there for the long haul. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom and give you understanding and give you revelation as to who is and who is not there for the long haul. The other uh, uh, point uh, I want to bring out is that, um, you know, when, when God brings you out of, now here's the thing about Lot. God brought Lot out of that lifestyle. Lot got out of that lifestyle when he went with Abram. But he wind up going back because he looked back and saw Sodom and the plain and what was going on in that city, the wickedness. And he was like, those old feelings were coming back. Those old desires were coming back and he fell back. So when God brings you out of a situation, don't look back, don't even play. You know, there's a line, you know, people like to get all the way up, you know, they, you can't cross that line. Some people like to play all the way up till they get to that line, thinking they'd be all right. They'd be, they'd be right there at the line. And, and eventually, as time goes on, you'll see that they've fallen back into their old ways, fallen back into sin. And that's what happened with Lot. So when God brings you out, stay out. Don't look over to that area, that, that temptation. Don't be driven away by your own lust. God brought you out of that lifestyle. Stay out of that lifestyle. Don't think that you can get over there and you'll be all right just sitting on the outside looking in. No, because eventually it's going to draw you right back in, as with the case with Lot. Um, other thing is, um, first law of mention with the tithe. This is the first time it is recorded in the Bible concerning tithes. And also the most high, El Elyon, God, the most high. Um, so that's it for tonight. And we thank everyone for joining us on tonight. This was a very good lesson. I pray that uh, it, it blessed you. It blessed me. And we're going to go ahead and dismiss. Um, Pastor John, I'm going to ask you if you would Give us the honor of dismissing us on tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this lesson on today, God. And we thank you for 
speaking to us. And God, I pray, God, that you continue to let this word just just continue to flow in our spirit and just continue to give us revelation because there may be more in this that we should see but God continue to speak to us to dissect the word in our spirit so that we may have full understanding of everything that you want for us to have and God we thank you God for the continuation of, of just this whole series of just learning your word God into commute communing in you and just getting closer to you and getting a better understanding of you. God, we pray, God, for every single teacher that that teaches in this class, God, every, every member of this church. God, we just pray that you continue to bless us, to use us, to lead us, and to guide us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Next week, we're going to be on chapters 15 and 16, and it's talking about God's covenant with Abraham and Hagar and Ishmael. That's to be good. All right. And you guys have a good evening. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.